0: The Lord is my shepherd. Famous words. These words are known by the religious and the non religious. They're eternal. They've existed for thousands of years, reaching deep into the heart and the soul of generations. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because something that's bigger than me sustains me. The Lord. I don't know what your Lord is. I don't know. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Doesn't mean as much anymore, but at a time when everyone made their living and fed their family with cattle, with herd animals, green pastures. Green pastures meant abundance. It's this idea that the creator of the universe has my best interests at heart. And that where he places me is where I need to be. It's where I can prosper. That the business I'm in, the science of getting rich talks about this idea that no matter what business you're in, the business you're in right now will get you to where you're trying to go. It's because of the way you do that business. And so if you become too big for the room you're in, guess what happens? The universe, or should I say the shepherd, opens up the door. He makes room. He opens up the door and lays you down in green pastures. He finds you another job. You're in a horrible relationship. The universe knows. It knows and it it gives you a process and a way of manifesting. And through that manifestation, you can lay down in green pastures or a better job or find that loved one, find that special person, start that new business. It applies to all areas of life. Sometimes my Christian friends get confused and they think it It kind of only applies to some things, man. It applies to everything. The Bible teaches abundance. Islam teaches abundance. And in its own way, Buddhism teaches abundance. And all of these great religions, all of these schools of thought, all of these things are trying to do one thing. To let you know there's a force in this world bigger than you. And that while it might not seem like it, it might not feel like it, it has your best interest at heart. It restores the soul, refreshes, brings you to water. See, in biblical times, in all of the faith, water was a sign of abundance. Water, especially in the desert. Most of the religions come from the desert countries. And in the desert, there's nothing more valuable than water. Water was the most abundant source. The most valuable of sources when you're dying of thirst is water. You would give all your money to have water. There's times and places within the Bible that Jesus himself was described as water. He was the water of life. And symbolically, there's times where people would hit a stone and water would come out and the children of Israel would be given water. And you don't have to be religious to understand the significance of what this is saying. Even if it's symbolic, even if it's not true, the message is the same. But there's a power that's bigger than you. And you say, well, I don't believe that. Okay, how does that make you feel? See, the great thing about the human animal is we have the ability to train ourselves. You can train yourself. You can believe whatever you want to believe. This is why we have people who do crazy shit like fly into airplanes. Fly airplanes into buildings, I mean. You create your own truth and live within the construct. We imprison ourselves in our own minds. Some of us never forgive ourselves for things that we did wrong, and we punish ourselves forever. And you don't have to. Because the universe says a lot of different ways, that the Lord is my shepherd I do not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures beside steel waters, restoreth my soul. The Christian faith goes on to say, "He leads me down a path of righteousness for His name's sake." What does that mean? I in your path, you are the creator of your path. You choose. You manifest. The thoughts that you hold in formless substance, that's what this entire podcast is about. What you hold in formless substance, the things you won't let go, that is the things that manifest in your life. Be it good or bad, you decide. a wonderful thing about our creator. He gives us what we want. It may not look like we way we thought, because sometimes we don't know. Sometimes kids don't know what's best for them. And what appears like a bad thing ultimately ends up being good. Have you ever had something horrible happen? And you're thinking, oh, whoa. And then a year later you look back and it was the best thing that could have happened to you. And we live our whole lives fighting this. And you're going through a struggle and a breakup and a marriage is falling apart and you're crying and you're weeping and it's awful. And then two years later, you meet someone that's the love of your life. And if you wouldn't have went through that, dare I say, valley of death? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy are with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. You know what that means? That in the midst of evil, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of pain, you have guidance. It's just basic truth you can fall back on. That even this, I don't know how. I don't know how this works out and I don't know why, but somehow this works to my benefit. And I don't understand it. Buddha said life is suffering. I can attest to that, I can assure you, I promise you, he's right. Life is suffering. and Maybe not right now. You might not be suffering right now, but listen to me. I promise you, you will suffer. You say, well, that's a negative message. No, that's a real message. Everyone suffers. Everyone. Have children you'll suffer. I promise you. Oh, I can speak from experience. Have a favorite dog, you'll suffer. Fall in love, you'll suffer. It's part of the human condition. I didn't make the rules I didn't start the war. Just a soldier that was recruited into it. I was drafted. You know why I began to speak out and talk? And uh, nobody knows me, dude, I'm nobody. I got 50, what, 55,000 followers on Instagram, maybe 6,000 on YouTube. You know why even some people would listen to me? Because the shit I speak is real. Sometimes, I had a guy a minute ago send me a DM. It's about a particular stock we're in. Gerald, what do you think about this? And I said, I don't know. You bought my book a year ago. What the fuck do you think about it? Like I've already told you the answer. Why do you got to come back to the source to ask the same thing? Jesus talked about when going and saying, hey, there's no value in prayers of repetition. You remember that? What was he saying? He's not saying that you can't say the same thing over and over. He's just saying, if you say it 10,000 times, it's no more powerful than saying it once. If you believe it the first time, you don't need to say it 10,000 times. If you say it and walk as if and talk as though and walk in faith, you don't need to say it over and over. If you just believe that he has your best interest at heart, and you believe that he's going to comfort you, and you believe that he lays you down in still waters, and even though you're suffering, you don't know why, but you believe there's a higher power, you don't have to keep asking the same thing over and over. So why would I have to explain the same strategy over and over and over and over and over and and fucking over to the same people? Why? Because they don't believe. It's so easy for me, because I settled it. There's no other option for me. There's no other way. I just do it the same way over and over and over. No matter what happens, I do it the same. And I find great comfort in that. I fear no evil. This verse is famous. You've all heard it. Thou prayers so of table before me in the presence of my enemies. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of haters. I got a lot of haters. So do you. We all do. If you're gonna do anything in this world, people are gonna hate you for it. If you're gonna make an opinion, if you're gonna have any opinion about anything, people will push back on you, not like you. Because you don't line up to their way of thinking. We live in a world of people with tunnel vision. Some of my best friends in the world are liberals. Very few liberals can stay around me very long. They can't take it. Why? They got, they're got. they very narrow-minded. It's part of the liberal doctrine. It is. They can't take it. And I don't mind. I don't care. I just... Put out what I believe is true. The only one, and I, I, I like people that lean left. I think we need left-leaning people so that the right-leaning people will be placed in check. We need that in this universe. And it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. I just don't like thieves. I don't like murderers, rapists, racists, and thieves. They're all in the same category to me. I listened to a guy to say, he said, which I think is nonsense, but he was saying, well, Trump is a racist. If that means that our taxes go up, that's fine because we're fighting racism. I said, I don't see it that way, bro. I, uh, racism, theft, robbery, murder, shit's all bad. I can't pick and choose. You well, know, you might be able to. It ain't so simple for me. You know, you can't steal from me and say it's cool because now there's less racism in the world. Fuck you. You're still stealing from me. OK, you can't reach me around and rub me and say, you know, well, that's OK if we do you this way because this over here is better. That's not how it works. Sin is sin. Theft is sin. Rape is sin. Racism is sin. They're all sin. We should fight all of them. I can't pick and choose like that. And so if we're going to pick and choose, I got to pick to choose the one that affects me. People will pass moral judgment and say, well, you didn't pick my cause, so your moral compass must be broken because it's me, 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 me. People do that. We live in a world of self-entitled. We live in a world of self-entitled. I had a conversation recently with a girl who was trying to explain to me why college debt should be forgiven. And my response was, go fuck yourself. Now, that's the kind of response that will make people kind of not like you. That's, I, I don't have any other words for it. You're wrong. That's it. I don't know what to say to you. And then she's to blah blah, blah and I'm hey, fuck you. I, I didn't go. I, I skipped college. And I worked. I'm not going to go to work to pay for you to go to college. Get the hell out of here. You want to go to college, you pay for it. Now, I will agree with you. The price is ridiculous. We can come together on that. But to say that somehow you get to go get a higher education and earn more money and let the poor working people pay for it is nonsense. And then they say, well, we'll make the rich pay for it. Listen, if you walk up with a gun and rob an old lady and take her last $10, it is the same as if you walk up to a rich guy that has $10,000 and you take money from him. They're both sin and they're both wrong and they're both stealing. You don't get to justify it based on income level. But that's where we're at. Some of you had a hard time with what I just said. That's all right. I fear no evil. Thou art with me, thy rod and staff. They comfort me. In the presence of evil, I'm comforted. Because I know it don't matter who wins. man. We've got a presidential election coming up. It don't matter. The day after Biden wins, I'm going to do my thing. The day after Trump wins, I'm going to get up and do my thing. Nothing changes. Nothing. Nothing's going to change for you. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overrunneth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And in this prayer, whether you're a Christian or not, it's beautiful, right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You ever walk through that? I just went through it, man. You ever walk through the valley of the shadow of death? You ever lose someone you love immensely? I just lost someone I created. Something that should never happen. I put a thing on Twitter. You know, a lot of people know me, follow my son, or know my son. He was, had like half a million followers on Instagram and YouTube. We've been on some television shows and... The other day on Twitter, I posted this thing that says, I'm feeling lucky. And people would say, man, how could you, how do you say something like that? Like they didn't have the loss I had. And they're projecting onto me how I should feel. How can you say you're lucky? How how can you lose a child, a teenager, to a drug overdose, and a month later post you're feeling lucky? That makes your problems look pretty fucking small, right? What, what are you crying about? Your stock went down? Your boss is mean? You're trying to lose some weight? You don't like your boyfriend? What is your big fucking problem? Hmm. Yea, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I walked right through it, man. And some people around me are not recovering. They're not doing well. No matter what you say to me, no matter what sympathies, and I appreciate all that, there's nothing you can fucking do. Nothing. No one can help me. No one can help my spouse or his grandmother or the people around, no one. And some of them are not doing well. but I get to choose, I get to choose what I do tomorrow. We're born alone, we die alone. We all die alone, I'll die alone, so will you. And in the middle, we get to choose. And I was sent here, and given this mission through social media, to inspire people, to put myself in front of people, and one day I had this idea, this vision, and it's a big one, man. I wrote this book years ago called You Don't Have to Die Broke, and when I wrote the book, I wasn't even where I was trying to get. I was forward speaking, falling forward fast. I was trying to walk as if and talk as though to become something that I hadn't become yet, and speaking as if that's the only alternative. And so I published and I wrote this book, and nobody bought it because nobody knew me, man. And I began to use that book to try to, you know, to fast forward through social media, not to sell the book, but to give it away. To push my intent into the universe, to take that book, to push it into the world so that some people would read it. Now, most of you, your brain's too fucking small to sit down and read it. If you're being honest, you don't have the attention span. you're not capable of doing it, or you don't like the way it was written. Truth, that's just reality. Talk to people, well, I can't read a book. I know, because you fucking have no self-control. That's what it is. What do you mean you can't? What do you mean you can't? People rate fucking in Storm D-Day. You can't read a book? Get the fuck out of here. Like you, People don't understand how stupid that sounds when they say that to me. Because I'm a guy who's fought in two combat zones, served in the army. You think I haven't done shit I don't want to do? You think anybody wants to take a rifle and kill people? But you can't read a book. Get the fuck out of here. I hear that all the time. You know what that is? No motive, like self-motivation. You know, I shouldn't even say to motivate. It's more to inspire because I can't motivate anybody to do anything. How can I motivate a guy to read a book when he says he doesn't like to read or he's not good at reading or some other bullshit that he comes up with? He can't motivate himself enough to read a book. When he sits on the toilet, he has time. He could read it every day and a couple months in, the book's done. So this is the, the, the resistance we push up against. And so will you. And so I, I don't have time for that. And these are the people that you'll hear me respond. and You see, I post it on my story sometimes. Go fuck yourself. I have no time for that. And you'll hear me say, I'm only looking for people who are looking for me. I'm not here to take a complete stranger and inspire him. I'm looking for the person who was looking for me. So that message made sense. Matter of fact, when they got the book, they needed the book. They wanted the book. They devoured the book. And they said, holy shit, I got my buckets wrong. I got to get this debt thing under control. They didn't come back and go, well, Gerald, let's talk about interest rates. And They ain't got no money. Want to lecture me about money? They don't have any money. I get 25-year-olds all the time want to have a debate. Ain't got no money. <laughs> Intellectuals, smart, went to college, know a lot of shit. Probably know a lot more than I do. But we're talking about something you don't have, son. Money. It's not an intellectual thing. See, money's a spiritual thing. Most people get rid of all the money they've ever been given. If your dad gave you 100 bucks, you couldn't wait to give it to the universe. Just here. People like me line up to take it. Business owners, the people who control the assets that produce cash flow, line up to take your money. The store owners, the clothes designers, the phone designers, the corporations, the banks, the money lenders, the landlords, the t-shirt salesmen. They're happy to take your money. 93% of the population work for the other 7%. Take all of the money they make working to give it back to the 7%. Do we just go too big? The reason you're 30 years old and you ain't got no money because you're fucking spiritually dead. Let me just be brutally honest with you. You're fucking dead. You're 30 years old and you don't have any money. You're spiritually dead. Why didn't you keep it? Mm. Say, Gerald, I don't like it when you say it like that. You shouldn't like it when I say it like that. That's why I said it like that. What if God had told you to keep some of it? What if God literally came down, literally, in your fucking living room and told you to keep some? You think you'd have a hard time keeping it tomorrow? No. But he did. He already did do that. It's called common fucking sense, and he put it in your head. You need to be told to keep your money? (laughs) You need to be told to invest? Really? You really need to be told that? Of course not. You know that. It's a universal principle. We all know it. It checks with your soul. You know it's true. You know it's right. You don't need to be told that. Now you go, well, I don't know anything about investing. Bullshit. You know everything you need to know. Same spirit that was in Jesus is in you. In Steve Jobs, in you. In Einstein, in you. In Donald Trump, in you. You just don't want to invoke it. You don't need to be smart to accumulate money. A lot of broke, dumb people. A lot of broke, smart people, I mean. A lot of rich, dumb people. You don't have to be smart. You're plenty smart enough. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You don't have to die broke was the name of my free ebook that I've given out. That you probably didn't read. But that book, maybe you did. If you did, congratulations. Because I see on, the, on my side, it's like less than, less than 10%. Now, that could be, speak to the fact that I'm just not that good a writer. So I won't rule that out. Spiritual, man. I want you to ask yourself why you can't keep your money. Why do you feel the need to give it away? Why? Why? Why can't you keep it? So the next time you go to buy that shirt or that purse, or the book, why do you need that? What is that doing for you? I'm not saying don't buy yourself nice things. I'm not saying that at all. But why buy that thing? Why today? Why now? You know, why don't I have $100,000 in checking? Is it because you're not smart enough? you're not talented enough? Of course you are. Like, why not? Why not you? What if you put all of your might, all of your thought, all of your force into accumulating a hundred thousand dollars in your emergency camp? Why not? Why not? Is that impossible? Why put yourself in a situation where you can't do that? Almost every day I get DMs from people who tell me some sad ass story about their situation. And the truth is, you're free. You could pack your shit right now, get in a car and move wherever you wanna go. You could. You got all kinds of reasons why you can't do it. But you made those chains. You binded yourself. You held yourself accountable to those rules and those laws. You decided to imprison yourself. You were born free. You're free. I don't know if anybody else has ever told you this, but you're free. You're one of the most powerful beings in the universe. With the ability to create, with the ability to manifest, with the ability to hold thought in formless substance, and the things that you hold in your mind, you create. Mm, I'm so jealous. I am so jealous of you. Mm. You listen to me, you listen to me. Whether you're male or female right now, you listen to me. I just walked through the valley of the shadow of death. There is nothing ever that could ever happen to me that compares to what just happened. You lost your job, big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. You have a lot of school debt? Big fucking deal. You broke up with your boy? Big fucking deal. I assure you, there's worse. I assure you, there's worse pain than you could experience. So, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling lucky, man. I'm feeling lucky, man. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let me help you, man. Let me be that little voice in your head. Nobody even else has to know about it. You know, tell your parents or your friends or any of that shit. I don't want your money, man. I mean, I'll sell you a book, don't get misunderstand me, but I don't want anything big from you. Let me be that voice in your head, because I, I know what's in you. You don't know, but I know, and I know you can do it. And if I can do this shit, you can do this shit. If I can survive multiple war zones, the death of a child, if I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, anything that you have in your life right now is not that hard. I promise you, I would trade positions with you in a second. I would give up every dollar I have, every house I have, everything I've ever accomplished to take back last month. I'd give up everything. So just keep it in comparison. You're so lucky. God, you're so lucky. You even have a child? You're so lucky. If anyone loves you, Hey, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. Hey, if you haven't had a chance already, go to the17steps.com, opt into my email list where we're trying to go through the uh, Science of Getting Rich over 17 emails. Got a little derailed. I promise to get that back on track. Also, um, if some of you may know, I'm doing a uh, swing trading boot camp. Uh, This is for people who are newbies. Now, you have to I'm not going to hold your fucking hand to open a brokerage account or how to open up stock charts, okay? So you can be a newbie and figure that shit out, but I'm doing a boot camp for newbies if you've never traded stocks or if you're new, you know, most likely you're new. Okay, Again, I'm not holding your hand on how to open an account or how to open up a charting, okay? You're going to have to figure that out, but this will be all about swing trading. And that's what I teach in my book, The Money Flow Trading System. Or you've been trading a minute, you'd like a primer. But I'm gonna start from the beginning and just try to dump everything I have in my mind into yours. Um, if you go to um, third what is I mean, I don't want to lie to you, 30 day bootcamp.com. 30 as in the number 30, day trading bootcamp.com. I know that's a lot. 30 day trading bootcamp dot com and you can pre-enroll i'm gonna close this on friday which is as of the it'll be october 23rd i believe that'll be this friday i'm gonna close that down anyway god bless